Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted to sample the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life. And I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, your life improvement series starts now. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to Heal Squad. It's going to be a great day. We have another great conversation for you, but we'll start with our quote of the day. Our quote of the day, you don't need to believe in magic. You are magic. You need to believe in yourself. That is from Laura Bushnell, our guest today. To any new listeners to the Heel Squad, welcome. Welcome to the Heel Squad. You're now officially a part of the gang. Um, This is what we do here every single day. We learn, we know better to get better, and we do it together because we're better together. Um, friends, if you haven't already left us a review, we'll leave a link in the summary below. Um, there've been some really beautiful ones lately. We're super grateful for them. So please go on over and leave us a review and don't forget Macy's. And I have some picks on Macy's.com backslash heel squad for all of you to, uh, peruse. Laura Bushnell, our guest today, has been creating and teaching psychic and magical techniques for over 40 years. She studied with Ram Das, and her whole philosophy is getting people to believe that they are magic. She is a pioneer in personal growth and transformation using inspired ritual and ceremony. Her work as a spiritual guide and channel of light has taken her all over the world, and she's worked with corporations, Hollywood elite, professional athletes as well as thousands of private clients. I'm so excited for you all to hear our conversation today. To chat with you. Thank you. Um, I, I wonder how did you get into all of this? Where did this all come from for you? Well, it wasn't something that I thought about doing. Uh, it was a very natural part of my life. My mother, when she was 16, went to a county fair. And she went to a woman who's a psychometrist, and that is someone who psychometrist. And she, they hold things, and when they hold things, like they can hold a watch or they can hold a letter, and they read it and tell you things from the future. It was at a county fair, 
And the woman said she had a letter. She brought a letter from her boyfriend. He had gone into the Navy. And the woman said, you will marry this man, but he will die and leave you with the daughter. And then you will marry a man who has a lot of land. And you'll get pregnant right away. And you'll be in the hospital. You'll be very sick. Her energy is too powerful for you. And she'll be a very famous psychic. And so, you know, here's my mom, you know, farm girl, doesn't know anything about any, a thing like this. And she ended up marrying Harry Jones. He ended up getting killed in a grain elevator accident right away, left her with a six-month-old daughter. She married, met my father, who was a farmer, had a lot of land, and she was sick in the hospital while she was pregnant with me. And then, so they, she kind of just let me go. And I also had a very dysfunctional family because they drank a lot. And my mother was very unhappy, and she lost a son right after me, which... For a farmer, you have to have a son. So I was a girl. And so I really, I think it was a lot of, it developed a lot of out of just protection. But right away, I was healing animals as a child and just very otherworldly. Wow. Yeah. So in grade school, I would often be playing cards, like go fishing. And when I would hold the cards, I'd start to go into a trance and I would say things to people. And then in college, I said I wanted to study journalism, and I started doing readings with cards for my friends, just regular playing cards. And they started coming true, and so people would keep asking me, will you do a reading, will you do a reading, will you do a reading? Pretty soon I thought, well, if I charge, they'll never pay me, and I can go back to school and study, because it was interrupting me. <laughs> and then I uh, that didn't work, and pretty soon I had a client huge client base. And it went from there. It was just a natural kind of thing. I wasn't spiritual. I wasn't conscious, but I was extremely psychic. And then I heard about A Course in Miracles. So I started doing the workbook. And within a couple of weeks, I had a major kundalini experience. And I was married. I had three children. I was in junior league. I was you know, lived in a big mansion. I was really a part of this big society. And my whole life changed. I began getting extreme guidance so that if I wanted to ask a question, my head would lead me to people or whatever. It was just, uh, I was guided very strongly. Physically? Physically, yes. I would get in the car with my children and I would ask, where where do I need to go? And my head would turn like this, and I would drive there, and then it would go like this, and I'd stop. And I would go to houses with people who were often just had found out they had cancer or were going to commit suicide. I just I was driving all over the state doing this with people. <laughs> it was the strangest thing. And my husband at the time said, you know, he said, I know what's happening to you is real, but I can't do it. And so I ended up getting a divorce and ended up going off on a spiritual journey. I gave every single thing away I had. And I found out that giving is receiving and that you can't give anything away. It's just you can't possess anything. It always comes back. So I always was... What do you mean? I, I've always had an abundance in my life. So as soon as I give something away, it seems like I just get tons back. That happens to me all, all the time. time. Too. And I give freely, you know, mm -hmm. and I give, and when I do workshops, I always teach people to give and give what you love. Don't give something that's worn out or something that you don't like or not attached to. 
do the yoga of giving and give something away that you really, really love because that's powerful. I remember hearing Wayne Dyer say that. He asked his son for his favorite t-shirt. And the son was like, no way, this is my favorite t-shirt. He was teaching him the same lesson. I was given a holy relic from Belgium. Now, I didn't grow up with any religion at all, but I ordered some Mary medals because I had an apparition of the Virgin when I was five. And I didn't know who she was, but a woman came into my room and I you had, saw her. Yeah, she she comes in a holographic form and it gives the burning of the heart. And so I didn't know who she was, but I saw, I walked by a Catholic church and I saw an image in there and I thought, that's her. And so I then started in school going to church with anyone I could. I'd stay overnight at a friend's house. It's just so I could go to church with them. I was so fascinated. At by that it. young of an age. Yes, I was so fascinated by it. And so. And then I would watch people, and I've always been able to see the energy field of the body. I thought, you know, there's something dishonest about this. It doesn't, I'd see people outside of church doing terrible things, and then inside of church trying to be this pious, you know, <laughs> thing, you know, prayful. And I just thought something's really wrong with this. I started exploring spirituality in my late 20s because. And I realized spirituality is really a relationship with yourself, your higher self. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiejis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. 
I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. As a first-time mom of the baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. What you're aspiring to. I think it's even more than that. I think it's who you really are. It's not what you're aspiring to. It's what you truly are because we come here from an ancient home of light. And the only thing we bring with us is the light. We have it and it's within us. And if we can connect to it by going inside and we move into the heart chakra eventually, then that's where the light comes right into the body and goes right out of the body. And you become a fountain of light and love for people. So if you can love yourself, then you can love others fully. Wow. Meanwhile, if anybody hears, my stomach is, I swear, probably just talking to her. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard noises come out of my stomach like this before. I'm like, what's oh, going on? What's happening? Energy moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very loud to me. I wow. hope you guys aren't hearing it. I am not hearing it. Okay, good. Um, you you said you see, you were basically saying you see auras. Was that something that happened to you from a young age as well? Yeah, so it's very, it's very natural to see the energy that comes in the body and how it's pumped through the body through the chakra system and the auric layer, which is, you know, people say they read auras. It's very difficult to read an aura because the aura is shifting and changing every fraction mm-hmm. of a second. It's always moving with every thought, whereas the ray that comes into the body is very steady. So that tells you a lot about a person when you look at the ray. Can anyone learn to see an aura? I think so. Yeah, I definitely. I've I've taught people how to do it. You know, on a white wall, if you're sitting on a white wall against a white wall or standing by a white wall and people move their bodies very slowly or their hands, you can start to see a very light blue icy color, which is the protective layer of the body. It's the physical aura because there's many different layers. Yeah, sometimes I feel like 
you know, we we see stuff, but it, you're like, oh, it's just the light or whatever. Mm-hmm. But maybe it is more than that, and we yeah. don't know. You probably see the ray too, because people say, oh, I had a picture taken of my R, and it was all blue. That's probably the ray that comes in because the only part of the body that's blue in an auric field is the very small one that goes around the physical body. Mm-hmm. So there's no way you have a blue aura. You could have a blue ray. And yeah. that's, you know, that's not uncommon. I took my mom to get our auras uh, photographed mm-hmm. and ours were like really white and blue, I remember. Yeah, so it could have been blue. You have a couple different colors in yours. You have You already are seeing Oh, mine. of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, what do you yeah. see? Well, your inner ray is pink. And pink is the angelic ray. And it's um they're very sensitive. Um children and animals love that ray. So if you're going into a grocery store or something, you'll see babies and they they look at you. It's like can't it's, it's like can't oh reason. yeah, it's like candy. I have a pink ray as well. I never understood why yeah. kids always yeah. love me and they remember they me. I meet them as infants and they remember me later. They see it. They love pink ray. It's the angelic ray. Wow. And then you have blue around that, which is the communication ray. Oh yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. But it does change. No, or are the, those the ray, consistent? The, the ray stays the same. They, uh, they can blend a little bit. When you're really doing what you're here to do and you're really in your exact position, the rays start to mix a bit and you can't see the colors as well. The rays. So, yes. So when those rays blend for you, they become purple. And that's when I'm doing what I'm supposed yes. to be doing. And you started that there is some blending on your ray. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it's not quite there yet. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So more to go, more to do. I know. Right? Well, I would hope so, yeah, right? Right. Do you f- do you have your aura red? No, I look in the mirror. You can look in the mirror and oh, see yours? Yeah, of course. Is yours purple? Mine is purple and You're wearing pink. Purple. <laughs> Mine's purple and pink, and it is blending into kind of this color. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. So when you see that you're on the precipice of that blending... Do you ask for guidance as to which direction you're supposed to go to? I've always just said, like, God, take me where I'm supposed to go. Yeah, and I know I'm guided, but... Surrender. I'll, you know, yeah. to surrender is probably the most challenging thing to do because people have been living in their minds for so long. We all have been. Yeah. And the mind wants to control, you know. The mind wants to analyze, judge... The heart doesn't do that. The heart loves, forgives, creates. How do you reconcile surrendering with hustle culture, right? Mm -hmm. Because I've been in that surrendering place for a few years where I'm just like, whatever's meant to be is going to be. But how do you, because there are moments where I'm like, Am I an asshole? Should I be like doing a little bit more? Should I be pushing? Should I go back to the way? No, no, you can't go backwards. No. Okay. You have those moments where you're like, should I be pushing more? Mm-hmm. And I just, I have a knowing that it's all going to be fine. Yeah. I think but that's know, weird. <laughs> well, it's not. I think it's the most natural thing. But we do so many unnatural things that we don't know what's natural anymore. Good one. So, to surrender is, I think, the highest frequency. And to allow God, goddess, all that is, 
to direct you to what your destiny is because it's already been written. It's all, The seed is within us. And if we keep digging the seed up, how could we ever let it grow? So when I started doing A Course in Miracles and I started having these this extreme guidance, I, from that point on, I surrendered. And I just allow it to unfold. And yes, at times I wanted things to happen to me sooner than they did, but I see as time goes on, as I get to be an elder, how wise Source is. And it's better than I could have imagined. Yeah. So there is a culture, and especially in the metaphysical spiritual world, of manifest, manifest, picture, 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 visualize, visualize. And I think there's a lot of bullshit in the spiritual metaphysics. It's been commercialized. Mm -hmm. And I really believe in allowing things to happen as God wants them to happen. And being ready, though. You know, you get inspired, and then you work. You do things. And then you wait, and then you get inspired, and you do things. But I've never had a desire to commercialize myself. I love what you just said, because that's the magic right there, is is having the inspiration like flow in and then going with it. Yes. And then yeah, it's taking not that moment too far again. back, you know? You yeah. can't sit too far back, you know, let the world, oh, whatever. I'm yeah, not talking about that. No, no, I'm yeah. not talking about that. I'm yeah, we're all about, working. Yeah, but... I'm talking about being aware, you know, being conscious, because those who seek the light are only covering their eyes. The light is in us. The light is with us. We come from that ancient place with that light, and that's the only thing we bring with us is the light. And that light guides us home. And so that's, I think, I mean, that's my opinion, you know, but I, I have lived my life that way. Yeah. It, the manifesting, you know, it's such a, a thing right now. Um, and, and I believe in visualizing because I know that everything I visualized as a young girl, all came. But you didn't intentionally visualize it. No, it wasn't like you forcing. Saw, no, same with me. I saw visions of what my life would be at times, and those things happened. Mm -hmm. But I didn't sit there and go, okay, I do feel that feeling, emotions, the joy, feeling the joy of something, feeling the excitement of something does accelerate something coming. For people that feel stuck. One of the really good ways to unstuck yourself is to decide to love yourself and to wake up every day and decide that this day is a day to learn to love yourself. How did you learn to love yourself? Or did you always love yourself? I, I think I'm learning. I think I'm... Um, I was in service for so many years, you know, and... When COVID happened, I really got stopped like everyone else, and I had to really start taking care of myself. And I think that's been a, an incredible time of really loving myself and really spending time just serving me instead of serving everyone else. So it was, it was really good for me. When you gave away all your possessions, yes. what, was, what was the thought behind that? And then what happened thereafter? Well, I heard to do it. I don't know. I've, these are things I, I haven't really spoken about, but I started having a lot of visionary experiences uh, and otherworldly experiences, a lot of uh, extraterrestrial experiences. Just a lot of things were happening all at once when I had that opening. 
and I heard, give your, give your children to your husband, your ex-husband, and give everything away. And I was like, no way. I'm not going to do that. It was like a mother bear. I'm no way am I going to do that. How old were your kids? My kids were all three kids under five years old. Oh, wow. And, you know, I was a very active mother, you know, play groups. And, you know, I love being a mother. Wow. And I was working with the dying. I was helping people die consciously. And I was learning a lot. I, I had studied with Ram Dass and Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. And I was really loving that work. And I wanted to get to finish my degree and get a master's because I needed to find a way to support my children. And I was just, well, I was in school. I was not going to do anything like this, but I kept getting pushed and pushed. And I went for a hike one day and this couple were ahead of me and they stopped and said, hello, do you know, they asked me a direction. And it turned out the guy was the head of the uh, death and dying <laughs> curriculum at John F. Kennedy University in California. And we started trying. He goes, you know what? You should come. You should come to school. I'll get you in. We'll matriculate your degree. It'll be fantastic. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. And then I went to Oregon to the Shakespeare Festival. And <laughs> I was sitting next to somebody who was a doctor. And he worked close to John F. Kennedy University. On the other side of me was a woman who had an apartment right next to John F. Kennedy University. And she said, oh, gosh. And I told her, I said, that's so crazy. This is You're telling me this. And she said, yeah, my son lives in the apartment. She went out at intermission, and her son called her and said he wanted to move. So she came back, and she goes, okay, well, my apartment. So all of a sudden, I had a job. The guy next to me was a doctor. He said, you can work in my office and do the work you do. So I had a job. I had an apartment. And, like, uh, I, you know, and then I went and talked to my ex-husband. I had two. Uh, and... They just said they would take the kids for six weeks while I went down. I got myself settled and everything. And then the kids were, I was planning on having the kids come to me. Well, my ex-husband served me with papers as soon as I got down there to take the kids from me. And I did not have the money to fight him. He was a very powerful man. His uncle or his nephew, is, I'm sorry, his cousin was governor of the state. And it was an old boys club, you know, in Idaho. So I didn't know what to do. I had to surrender. I had to totally surrender. And I heard the mother said to me, children do not belong to you. They come through you. They belong to everybody. And I knew that in ancient cultures, Often communities raised children. It wasn't just, you know, mothers. And I also knew that fathers often left their children to do jobs. So, you know, I decided that I I couldn't fight it. I had to surrender. So I did that. And it took me five years to get my children back. But I finally did. Wow. I had to I I didn't have the money or the resources to fight. Elizabeth takes so long, right? So Elizabeth Kubler Ross, um, and they also kind of made me look crazy. I mean, imagine this happening in a conservative state. No one, I was like the scarlet woman for even leaving my children. When I'd come back to visit them, I would get scorned, you know, from people that I used to have to my house for dinner. Wow. You know, people are afraid of freedom too, and I had freedom all of a sudden. 
Um, and I was being guided. I was following my guidance. I ended up working with the doctor. We were speaking all over the world. And Elizabeth Kubler-Ross invited me to come to New York. This is a crazy story. <laughs> but Elizabeth Kubler-Ross invited me to come to New York. Um, and who is Elizabeth? She was wrote the most distinguished books on death and dying, working with death and dying. She created the steps and stages of dying. A amazing woman. And she's passed now. Um, and so she invited me to come. I had, she had arranged for someone, a house for me to stay at, an apartment. So I flew there on the airplane. I got really sick and I ended up getting off the airplane in a wheelchair. The woman who was going to pick me up did not expect to see me in a wheelchair. So she didn't see me. I got wheeled off and I couldn't see anybody. So I ended up getting in a taxi and going to her apartment. There was no one there. She wasn't there. So I sat in the lobby and I was really sick. And this guy came down the elevator and he saw me and he said, do you need help? Are you okay? And I said, I'm, no, I'm sick. And he said, okay, I'm going to meet someone for dinner, but I'm going to go meet them. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to get you and take you up to my apartment. And you can just wait there and I'll tell the doorman to tell Valerie where you are. So great. So I went up to his apartment. He had the penthouse in this beautiful apartment on the east side. And when he came back, he didn't come back till later, but Valerie didn't come back the whole night. She was, she had a little fun that night and she didn't think I was there. So um, in the morning she came up and she said, oh my gosh, how did you meet this guy? I've been wanting to meet this guy for so long that <laughs> here I am, you know, in his son's pajamas and in the guest room. And I, he told me that night, I, I had dinner with him a few nights later. He said, I told him about my children. He said, you know what? I'm going to help you get your children. And he did. He hired the best wow. attorney. He could do it. He could. And wow. we won. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. So I was guided and protected. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't you think you were guided to go on this excruciating journey? Because there could be nothing more painful, I imagine, than losing your kids. I so I gave everything. Why Going away for six weeks to yeah. study is no, not, it's not. There's nothing no. to like crucify somebody over. No. It, it's, and they agreed to it. but And so yeah. you were meant to go through that painful journey to teach people about love and yes. healing and all yes. that. Yes. Oh, I'm going to cry. Yeah. I mean, I, when I say I gave everything away, I mean, I gave everything away. Everything. And that is... Diamond rings stretch. and whatever. Everything. Yeah, they are nothing when, you, you know, but my children, my, can, I missed parts of my children's life. And it's taken many, many years to heal that within myself because it was just, I could, I mean, I couldn't even talk about it without crying. And you see, I can talk about it now. Yeah. Because now I see, and I'm he, crying, and I, yeah, <laughs> and I, and I really bless my ex-husbands because they did it because they were meant to do it because it freed me up. Yeah, because also I was supposed to do this. You know, I would not be who I am if I hadn't had that opportunity to travel. I met such extraordinary people. I mean, I spent time with Mother Teresa. I mean, I just, I had, I've had an amazing life, and I, I wouldn't have had had that, you know? How are your kids now? Well, my son is still healing from it, but my daughters are fantastic and they're both really opening up and growing and it's it's fantastic. Yeah. I'm really blessed. 
are you able, this is maybe too personal, but are you able to read him and see maybe what that timeline of his healing is going to be? Like when you might be able to really be in a good place? Um, I have channeled information about it, so I'm hopeful yeah. that it will be so. It takes time. Yes, it takes time and... You know they're all they're all in their forties now. Twenties were great. Thirties, stuff came up. Mm-hmm. You know, every generation does their healing at different times. Yeah, and men and women are very different when they come when it comes to healing, when it comes to um, therapy and that kind of thing. Healing. Yeah, that's true. You know, women find their divinity through the disappointment of the men in their lives. That's why women have fueled the psychiatry movement, the metaphysical movement, the spiritual movement. They're the ones that went to everybody. Uh, men were slow in, in going. And still are. And sure, but, but, you know, men find their divinity only if a woman sees it in them. And that is powerful, and it's really true. I mean, my clientele was 100% women for so many years, certainly when I started, you know, women would hide it from their husbands. They would say, oh, can I use my sister's credit card? Or, you know, can I look, how can I do this? Can I write cash on the check? You know, so scared of their husband finding out. And it was funny because then I would meet their husbands accidentally and their husbands were so fascinated by what I was doing. And they said, I don't know what you're doing, but Whatever you're doing, something's happening with my hmm. my wife. I like it. <laughs> I like it. And then when I talked to them, they some of them had tarot cards. Some of them were actually more spiritual than their wives, naturally. But women were holding it in. They were holding the magic inside. They weren't talking about it. They weren't sharing it at that point. Of course, now it's it's different. But since 2001, my clientele has moved to about 70% men. Wow, it shifted powerful, that much. Powerful men. Yeah, CEOs, pro sports figures, politicians, um, producers, directors, you know, business, high businessmen, CEOs. I have a lot of CEOs that I'm speaking to on a weekly basis now. And why do you think that shift was so dramatic? I don't know. I just think something about the world because they're very much more about the world when the 9-11 happened it just kind of you know cracked a lot of people open I felt Mm -hmm. and consciousness started spreading because more and more women were meditating doing yoga you know reading maybe they were seeing the they were seeing the effects they were feeling it because we all breathe the same air so you know we all we all are taking in light all the time. And so there's just a natural kind of shift. And men are great, great students. They they really listen and take it in. And you know, if I tell them to do a ritual or suggest they do a ritual, tell them, <laughs> I do tell them sometimes. <laughs> and they do it. They come back and they go, okay, I did it. And I'll, I might tell them to do something crazy. Like I told one guy to tape a crystal to his forehead at night. And I was kind that of doing pretty it. Wild. And then he came back. He was, I did it. I did it. And it worked? Yes. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. What do you think? I mean, I feel like for women, 
we definitely have a lot of fear, right? So I can see that that's what drives us to a clairvoyant or a medium or something because we want some of that alleviated. Um, do you think that the men have have kind of caught a little bit of that too, maybe? Well, the world is changing very yeah. quickly, you know, and we all have to prepare for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I see a lot more fear in men, actually, so that makes sense, as I'm saying it out loud. Right, and it's becoming more so. I mean, they're so used to just, you know, um, separating it. They can, oh, I can't think of the word right now. Compartmentalize it? Yes, they can compartmentalize it so easily that they don't think about it, mm. you know? But they have it, of course. And they're so hungry for connection to their feminine side. And I think that's why men often were having affairs because they so wanted to be seen. And a lot of times I find when I'm doing relationship work with people that the woman will often know what her husband needs, whether that's like he needs to feel handsome, he needs to know that he's handsome, he needs to know that he's sexy, and they know that, but they won't do it. They will not do it. And they say, I know I, but I just can't do it. Well, why not? And, oh, my husband's this way. I said, well, if you keep seeing him that way, he's going to continue to be that way. That's why men grow only if a woman sees it in them, because you have to see him as what you want him to become. You have to be, and it's with, with a lot of people you need to do that, with the child that, you know, if a child's shy, if you go, oh, he's so shy, instead say, he's so friendly to everybody, and see him as friendly, and they become that way. So you lock people in by the way you judge them and see them. Wow. Mm -hmm. So how much of everything are you doing? Because it says it sounds like you're doing relationship wide, work. I have it a sounds wide client. I've done probably almost anything in the spiritual realm and psychiatric um, psychic realm, from exorcisms to mediumship. I speak to the dead to relationship corporate. You know, regular folks that are just stuck. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this for 45 years. Yeah. Is, you know, and you still love it. I love watching people grow. Yeah. I love growing people. Yeah. I do. That's a special yeah. thing to get to see. Yeah. Distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or MariaMenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show 
or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heel Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heel events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heel Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.